Welcome to Off the Board Sports. We are three professional sports handicappers. In each podcast episode, we will give three to five free sport picks to our listeners. We will also dive into the hottest sports topics around the globe and offer our opinions. Let's get right into our show before our picks are taken off the board. Welcome back to another edition of Off the Board Sports this Sunday, December 10th, as we're going to be recapping some major college basketball games yesterday, as well as a few upsets that were took place. Juan, what was the biggest game yesterday? Arizona just absolutely crushed Wisconsin, scoring 100 points on the Badgers at home. This team's the number one team in the land. And they are certainly playing like it ever since the tip-off of this season. They are deep. They play defense. They can shoot the basketball. They can score all on three levels on the floor. And Tommy Lloyd has a very, very good team out in the desert. Yeah, well, I t- we talked about it yesterday. Wisconsin going out to the desert in McCall Center, out of their identity, going to something they're not familiar with, haven't been there in a long time. And it really showed yesterday. Arizona just rallied that momentum through the first half and that second half, and they never looked back. But the biggest takeaway I took yesterday was Utah beating BYU as well as Washington beating Gonzaga. Two big wins for the back 12 over top 15 teams. I told people about this Washington team early in the year. They've had a tough schedule, a little bit up and down. They played Colorado State tough. They played uh, some other teams tough as well. Um, but that was a much a statement win for them over a top 10 team yesterday, and they got the job done. Um, with Kenny Brooks leading uh, 18 points. Gonzaga had a chance late, but they turned it over, and, you know, Washington knocked down their free throws, and that was the seal the game there. But uh, they also played San Diego State early in the year. That one went to overtime, 197. So this Washington team's been playing teams tough early this far through the regular season. Like I said, big signature win last night for the Huskies. Yeah, I think the Pac-12 this year in college basketball is going to be better than what people are expecting. I feel like a lot in the college football, they were uh, one of the toughest conferences there. But again, you got Arizona, you got Utah that I felt like could be a dark horse in the Pac-12. They had a big one yesterday. They played Houston earlier in the year. Colorado with Cody Williams. Yeah, Colorado has a big game today against Miami. That should be a fun one. It's going to be a lottery Um, pick. There's a lot of really uh, good teams in the Pac-12, in my opinion. UCLA, they might be in the middle of the pack this year. They lost at Nova. But again, they were up at the first half. They played tough. They were in there defensively. They just couldn't score enough. That's why I have big question marks. I've said it time and time again with UCLA, what they lost from a year ago, and, and yes, was, their defense yeah. will keep them enjoy these games. Everybody was but. talking about USC as well. I wasn't high on them. I know yeah. you were kind of high on them, but... Uh, I'll take the Huskies. Yeah. I know I've told you many times over USC. I think it's just too Hollywood down there with... Uh, of course, uh, Collier, the number one player in the land. Yeah, I believe and uh, then, of course, James uh, is going to make his Brian James yes. debut in uh, the next game coming up yeah, for the Trojans. So gonna it's going to be Hollywood. Is we'll see what happens there. I'm talking. I mean, we'll see how this team comes together when he gets into the lineup. Okay, nice. Uh, anyways, going to the picks yesterday. Yeah. Uh, two and zero day for me. Juan was one and one. Yeah. Uh, TCU, the Horn Frogs try to come back late against Clemson. Clemson's a very good basketball team, though. Uh, Looking out, other game is St. Mary's. You know, we talked about, we previewed this game a little bit, and uh, the line wasn't really making sense. Colorado State has dominated everybody this season they play. They've had a couple of tough games. St. Mary's is a team that came in with a lot of expectations. They lost games they shouldn't have lost this year. And we know how good they are at home up in Northern California, but 
going uh, to Fort Collins and uh, playing in elevation, uh, you would think the Rams had an advantage here, but St. Mary's yeah. played this game at their pace. They stopped, got stops when they needed to, and they got the win. Absolutely, this game was played at St. Mary's pace. You know, they were one of the slowest terms of possessions per game, and you saw it really reflected on the score. Colorado State's been getting in the high 80s, high 90s at times. Uh, yesterday, they were at 61 points. They didn't like the rhythm. They couldn't change the momentum of the game and turned it into a fast-paced game. Um, they had their chances, but uh, St. Mary's, a big signature win from them as well. Like you just mentioned, how struggling the struggles they've had this far uh with some other uh, lesser competition um but um big win for them on yeah. the road in fort collins another entertaining game yesterday we were watching this one alabama and purdue alabama got yeah. off to that fast start they were leading most of this game purdue came back on the second half mark sears had a game high 35 did yeah. everything he could there uh, but the problem here, they were in foul trouble. A lot of their guys uh, you had two guys fouling out, Pringle and Wagoo, the two big men. Yeah, after this, that, this, this, you just talked about the fouls quickly yeah. there. There was a big foul deceptancy, 28 free throws for Purdue, only 14 for Alabama. And Alabama is one of the best free throw, free throw shooting teams in the nation, top 10 there. But Alabama, you know what they're going to do. They're going to just be sharpshooters. Yep, shot 46 threes yesterday. 46 threes, the number one team in the nation at uh, shooting three. As a percentage, as a team, and that's what really kept them in this game. If they don't make five of these, this thing could have been very much a blowout. But you know they're very good at what they do on their offense with Nate Oates. Um, again, I got the cover here at plus seven. Huh. Yeah, he did. And uh, Zach Eddy had thirty-five, a monster game again from him. Uh, you know he's going to get his points. He's just Brandon what? Smith was the other guy that was yeah. a key contributor for the Purdue Boilermakers. Twenty-seven, five, and eight—a very good game from him. Yeah, he took over late in that yes. second half. Was making threes. Was making passes down low to Eddy. And uh, Alabama had no adjustments. And you know they didn't have their guard playing with Sears Estrada. He was two for eight. Didn't really get going against the guards of Purdue. I mean, you know, it was really just the one player. Sears um, kept him in this thing. Yeah, one more game before we get to the NFL. Illinois and Tennessee. This was another uh. exciting game. Early start in Knoxville yesterday. Uh, we I, Going into this game, I thought Illinois can keep it with plus seven and a half. They got there with the hook. But uh, this offense was... Uh, Looking good, but Tennessee really was – they have a great defense, as we all know, but they wanted to go up and down with the Illini in this game. Everyone thought this was going to be a 60 kind of game. It went into the 80s, flying over the total. You thought this was the under, but, uh, again, all key five starters for Tennessee all were in double figures, and they got the job done. Ziegler was at played better. He made good decisions. Don Canuck, we know what he can do, 21 uh, and Shannon for Illinois as well had 22. So yeah, Quincy this... Guerrier was the kind of the X factor that kept him in it. Nothing from Damask. He had six after that big game in Madison. That was expected. You can't play like that every game. Well, but yeah. uh, good game and uh, two very good teams heading into conference play later on. Yeah, this game really went the over because when's the last time Tennessee has 50 points and a half and they got yeah. in the second half? Illinois was keeping up with pace with 43 of their own. But, yeah, you just talked about it, it was more of a track meet. Not really these team styles. They like to slow it yeah. down with Brent Underwood and Cortrick Barnes, what he's always had his philosophy as a defensive uh, coach. But uh, things uh, sometimes you can't do it every game, and you just got to make adjustments throughout the game. And they, it worked out for, fine for them yesterday for uh, the Volunteers. Yeah, it certainly did. Oklahoma had another nice win. Very underrated game. Arkansas-Oklahoma there. 
McCollum, 20 points, 9-0 and for Peter Moser. Uh-huh. A good start for him. Yeah, That's going to be the NFL today, Juan. Also, we're going to be having some uh, MLB news at the end of this show. As we all know and everybody knows in the sports world what Otani got. We're going to be giving our thoughts on that as we wrap up the show. But let's get in the NFL first, Juan. Yeah, you know, we've got some big-time division games. We've got injured quarterbacks. We're going to be breaking down which ones are going to be giving our thoughts on that, as well as the Bengals in uh, Indianapolis, big-time game for them. Um, seeing if Joe Burrow can get healthy, possibly. Well, Joe Burrow is done for the year. Yeah, if they make the playoffs, I'm saying he can possibly make a run. Yeah, it's going to be tough, they, but um, we'll see. I, I don't mean, think that's a possibility with his wrist injury okay. but, and his timetable. It's just too late in the year. But Yeah, well, the Bengals still have a chance to get in the postseason. Yeah. Back to my point, we have some very good NFL games. Bills and Chiefs must win for Buffalo. Big division game out in Big D. Philly. Can they ride the momentum from last week being smashed against uh, San Francisco? How do they turn things around? The Cowboys, you know how di- dominant they're at at home. We're going to be breaking that one down, but Marco, what are your first thoughts on uh, the early games before we begin in these afternoon games? Well, obviously there's a lot of news in Jacksonville. Is, uh, it's Trevor Lawrence going to be ready to play against that Cleveland Browns defense, and if he is, is he going to be at 100% with that sprained ankle he suffered last Monday night? The Jacksonville Jaguars are still first in the AFC South, uh, but Houston Texans are there, and even the Colts are there. So uh, this is a big game. The Browns are still playing for a playoff spot as well, and they're at home, cold weather here in early December. Uh, This is going to be interesting if he's a go, and if I don't think he'll be a go, I don't think he'll be ready, but I think uh, Jacksonville is going to lose this game. Browns, we know how physical they are on both sides of the ball, especially defensively, and their corners are very good. I don't think you want to risk uh, Trevor Lawrence going out there and injuring that uh, injury even more and going into the final three weeks of the season. Yeah, it's all depending how he feels with his right high ankle sprain. You know, those are tricky to deal with. It's just how the healing process, if he does feel close to 60 70%, he'll give it a go. But he just talked about that ferocious defense of Cleveland. Yeah. we got Miles Garrett on the line. They're and Lawrence be... likes to move around. He likes to scramble at times. So Yeah, to see how mobility yeah. will be a question for sure if he is a go. But I don't think he will be a go either. Yeah. I think it's just going to be too much of a task and get him ready for next week against Baltimore on a Sunday night. That's a two tough games, uh, two AFC teams that you don't really want to play playing at this time of the year if you're Jacksonville. Uh, absolutely, especially with the circumstances were get, losing that Monday night game. Yeah. Three games against the AFC uh, yeah. North are going to be playing. They played uh, Cincinnati, Cleveland, and Baltimore. Welcome to Joe world, Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> yeah, first injury for Trevor Lawrence. Every he's ever He started every game for Jacksonville ever being drafted number one. This yeah. is a big shock. He's taking care of his body, stayed healthy for the most part. But, yeah, it's going to happen as you play the quarterback position. Uh, but, yes, Trevor Lawrence, um, uh, he's going to be fine. Uh, this team will be fine. I think they still get the win. You know, Joe Flacco starting for Cleveland. I don't have faith in him as well. Low scoring. Jacksonville wins by a field goal. Yeah, going into uh, our first free play of the day, we got the Raiders here at home against Minnesota. We're going to take them plus three, five and seven. Again, another team with just trying to get into the playoffs. But Minnesota was very hot. Uh, And they kind of slowed down after losing two games. But uh, losing by combined three points. Uh, One against Denver, two against the Bears. Uh, Raiders have had a, two really tough games against the Chiefs and Dolphins. They were able to hang around in those games until they were pull, pulled away late. Uh, but we're going to go the Raiders here at home with the getting the field goal on plus three. Uh, Juan, what is your first free play of the day? Yeah, um, this is a tricky game. The line, again, these two teams just met almost a month ago on the 19th of November. I'm going Lions on the road. You saw what they did last week against New Orleans. I think they uh, 
continue the hot streak after losing to Green Bay on that Thursday night, uh, Thursday game on Christmas Day, but uh, or excuse me, uh, Thanksgiving Day. But yes, I like the Lions on the road. Jared Goff, he's playing well. He's taking care of the ball. You know, we get the Chicago Bears team. They play teams tough. It took a big comeback in the first matchup for the Lions. Certainly, they're going to want to avoid that today and get off to a fast start. And don't worry about the comeback today. Lions cover minus three. Yeah, I'm going to go out in the AFC West game, a game that is a lot of playoff implications. The Chargers are hanging on by a thread, 5-7. and seven. They can't afford to go 5-8 and eight at home today. Slight favorite, minus 2.5. Denver was riding that five-game winning streak last week. Last week into Houston, they're a small underdog. I like the Broncos here, plus 2.5. Two I don't like the Chargers in the spot. Uh Again, they played well in New England last week, a defensive game 6-0. Everyone's going to look at all that Chargers defense. They're playing better. They held Lamar Jackson to 20. They were in that game. Uh, But I like Denver and Russell Wilson, the better quarterback, the guy that I can trust, a proven track record. Justin Herbert's been banged up most of this year. Uh, But I like uh, Denver to come in with Williams, run the ball, and that defense is playing well. I like Denver plus 2.5 here. Yeah, that's a good point there, how Denver – let a game get away a week ago, but now yeah. they have their chance against the Chargers, who we know what Brandon Stanley does on the uh, coaching decisions at that time. And then we're going to get on to our Sunday night. You want to preview the Bills quickly in this uh, must-win for Buffalo? Yeah, because this know, is my second free pick. Yeah, just so. get into that first. Uh, yeah, I like Buffalo here. You know, we all know that uh, Pacheco's out this game. That's going to be a big loss. They got Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, though, there to back him up. But Buffalo, this is do or die for Josh Allen and his team. You know, there's been taken, this team has been taking a lot of criticism, a lot of scrutiny over the last couple of weeks of how they've been playing. Obviously, the big loss on Monday night to Denver a couple of weeks back. But you look at Dalton Knox, Kincaid, probable today. You look at Leonard Floyd, you know, Allen, his shoulder. He's always dealing with that shoulder injury even back a couple of years and last year. Uh, but, again, they, they're missing Matt Milano. He's out for the year. But you look at Kansas City. They haven't looked dominant as they have. Again, the wide receivers have been a problem for them this year. Their defense is very good. Their D-line with Smith and Chris Jones and Nick Bolton at the linebacker position. Uh, I think this game is going to be how they always play each other, close, coming down in the second half. Josh Allen and Mahomes making plays on both sides of the ball. Uh, But I like Buffalo uh, with the more urgency here in Kansas City. We know they got lost at Green Bay last week. They're at home. They've been a much better home team over the years. Uh, but Buffalo isn't afraid to go in there and play him, so I'm going to take the underdog here again on the road. Yeah, that's a good point. Buffalo has certainly been just way inconsistent through the first 12 games, but yeah. you, you talked about this as a must-win for Buffalo if they want to have any chance to get back into this. Uh, uh, it doesn't get easier. they got the race. Cowboys up next week. you yeah. got the Chargers. you got Patriots and Miami close out. So. Yeah, we're going to really find out what this yeah. team is made of. Um, this is not must now for a coach uh, – uh, with the hot seat, the hottest uh, hot seat on the in the NFL, in my opinion. Um, I'm not sure if you what your thoughts on how he's handled this whole situation with this ups and downs for, for Buffalo this season. Yeah, but I mean, um, it's now or never. Buffalo's had their success at times against the Chiefs, and they let games get away in the past. Um, they have to really come out in that uh, raucous environment and try to pull off this uh, small underdog. Uh, game and uh, get the right of momentum in the next week when they play Dallas. I mean, yeah. that's all there is to it, to be honest with you. Yeah, well, who is your second free pick of the day? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to be going with um, the Sunday night game, another division matchup. These two teams met about a month ago. Um, everyone's talking about it. Everyone thinks Dallas is going to get them in this ga- second game. It's tough to beat a team twice in a year, and you know how well Dallas has played at home. But I think uh, Jalen Hurts has something to prove. Both of these guys are possibly the front runners for the MVP with Jalen Hurts and how well Dak Prescott has played. 
But I, I think Philly has a statement here. This is still their division. This is going to be a physical game. They were sloppy in the fourth quarter, almost cost them that game. They'll clean those mistakes up. Philly, like I said, being smashed a week ago against San Francisco, they'll bounce back today in this division game. Yeah, and you look at this Phillies defense, it's been taking criticism again the last two weeks. Buffalo could have won that game, scored 34 on them. You look at San Francisco, who we just mentioned, dominated them last week, scoring 42. And this Dallas team is scary at home. They have scored 40 or more, 40 or more points in three consecutive home games, 49 against the Giants, 45 against Washington, 41 against Seattle in that shootout. Uh, but Seattle was able to hang around. A couple of plays didn't go their way. But... You look at Philly coming in here as an underdog, plus three and a half. Their defense, like I mentioned, has not been playing great. Dallas's defense is very good, top five in the NFL. Dak Prescott has been playing lights out. Again, a front runner for the NFL MVP, and this is his chance today in a big divisional game, not only to get him even with his odds down, but to get a chance to win the NFC East and get one of those uh, buys or even home field advantage in the playoffs where it could be meaningful for how well they have played this year at home. Uh, you look at the receivers, their tight ends have been great for the Cowboys. This is a really, really hard one to pick, but in division game, Jalen Hurts, I know that they signed Leonard in the, uh, in the middle of the week, or excuse me, in the beginning of the week last week um, to solidify that linebacker position, so he's going to help their three-time Pro Bowler. Uh, I'm going to probably have to lean with the points and uh, take the Eagles plus three and a half. This is a really tough one, though. Yeah, absolutely. Especially how well Dallas has played um, in Dallas. Yeah. Uh, been one of the best home teams in the NFL. Yeah, certainly have. That's that's going to be wrapping up for us today. Well, we're going to get our, one more topic, like I said. We're going to talk about quickly here about Otani, the Dodgers. Juan, what did you think about the contract, length, money-wise, and... Is it? I mean, it's a perfect fit for him. He lives in Southern California. He didn't want to go anywhere else. His family was down here. He's been here ever since he came over from Japan, so he didn't want to move anywhere else, and he's comfortable where he's at. But do uh, you like what the Dodgers did? Is it going to – they're always a World Series favorite every year. Is this guy going to bring him over the top? Is he going to be a bust because he's not going to pitch this year? And obviously injuries can play a part uh, for the couple of uh, years down the road with him. Yeah, absolutely. This yeah. is a big overpay, in my opinion. Ten years, seven hundred million—the highest in uh, MLB history, probably will be, but um, in sports history um, as a as well as a, for that matter. But um, I think it's a big overpay. Again, his health is in question with his uh, pitching arm. It can just deliterate from there, go down the road. But yes, he's going to be still effective at the plate. But I, I think it's just—I give him three, four good years with the Dodgers, and then I think it would just go away. To be quite honest with you. I certainly can see that happening, especially when guys get in their mid-30s and have been dealing with injuries. They're not the same player. But the Dodgers fans are ecstatic. Angel fans are not. Blue Jays fans are not. A lot of people thought maybe Toronto was a real possibility for him. But I don't think it was ever in any doubt. The Dodgers are going to snag him up. And they've been, ever since the last 5, 10 years, they've been always bringing guys into L.A. It's one of the best destinations to play for, best ballpark in the Major League Baseball, and it's in L.A. Yeah, absolutely. You you got our five free picks today. Another great slate in the NFL as well. We have got some great college basketball games, Colorado against Miami, as well as A&M and Memphis. We're going to be breaking down those games tomorrow and headed into the week. Um, good luck out there. Thank you for listening to Off the Board Sports. For any inquiries regarding our paid services, please email us at offtheboardsports at gmail.com. 
we invite you to follow us on Twitter at OtheBoardSports and Instagram at OffTheBoardSports. Thank you and best of luck.